Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, secrets to overcome fear, embrace your gifts, and achieve success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host, and our quote today is by Bill Russell, the magic to a great meeting is all of the work that's done beforehand. And we have someone who knows very well how to make a magical meeting. Nicole Friedenmaker is a business events expert with over 25 years of experience in the professional meetings and events industry. Through college, she wanted to be a doctor. She had no idea that being an event, a meeting professional was even a thing, right? And so, she did find out and she found out that after graduation, when she realized she wanted a life to go with her career and not just a career, that she was planning some scientific meetings and conferences. And what, Nicole, you had a little bit of a taste for it and you're like, okay, this is fun, <laughs> right? And I happen to be really good at it. The rest is history. I'd rather bring her on to share with you how she got to where she is today. Nicole, hello. How are you? Good. It's great to be here. Nice to see you as well, Heather. Oh, it's awesome. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Every time Nicole and I have a conversation, fireworks happen. It's all exciting. <laughs> so yeah, how about we give them a little bit more background from your perspective about how that transition happened from doctor to meeting professional? Yeah, you know, and it's so funny because um, it's fabulous these days because there are so many college options as far as different programs. There are fantastic hospitality programs where you can get degrees in it these days. But when I was going to school, there were a couple programs, but I had no idea they existed. And I really wanted to be a doctor. I was very science driven, uh, really enjoyed medicine, even though my own doctor kept saying, don't do it. Um, <laughs> she just saw the way medicine was going. She was really a trailblazer and an amazing woman. But um, once I graduated and realized, you know, I, I did an internship that was in a medical teaching hospital, Oregon Health Sciences University. And man, the doctors were working their butts off. A lot of them were MD, PhDs too, since it was a teaching hospital. They were paying student loans into their 40s and 50s. They worked tons and tons of hours, didn't always have the best personal life. And, you know, I just kind of realized I wanted more than just a career out of my life. And uh, yeah, so that's, I ended up going back there after graduation to the same medical school and did some of their um, graduate student promotion work and then moved to New Orleans after I met my husband and worked in scientific meetings at a neuroscience center there. And that was it. You know, that was that was a lot of fun because it combined my love of science with something new um, and something that was very organized. And you had to be organized to have it go well. Uh, lots of planning and, you know, details right up your alley yep. and all the stuff that you excel at. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely an interesting mix for sure. Yeah, that's outstanding. But then, you know, after working in the industry for yep. a while, you made the decision to start Pride and Maker Consulting. And 
um, building better meetings, right? Yep. So yep. Let's talk about that process of starting your own business doing this. Yeah. And that was, goodness knows, uh, that was filled with a whole lot of fear to start with, too. You know, um, to have that cushion of, you know, an income, a regular income, uh, benefits, all of that. Um, I hadn't known anything different, you know, throughout my career. I always worked internally. I always worked for great companies. And so it was definitely uh, scary, but I just got to my point in my career. And I, I know a lot of meeting professionals can relate to this where you can only grow so much internally in a company um, with meetings and events because they're usually under marketing or in different areas. And then, you know, you would have to go into more of a marketing role or things like that. And so I just got to a point where I knew there wasn't much more I could accomplish internally with a company. Mm -hmm. And that um, I kept hearing from a lot of my suppliers and counterparts that how I look at meetings, think about meetings, what some of my focuses were, we're very different from what other planners were doing. And so truly when I left, my goal was to help build better meetings. And that was simply to really help businesses tie in more of a financial goal and actual goals and outcomes to their meetings. Because as you know, Heather, with your involvement with meetings, there's a lot of companies who still have a meeting just for the sake of a meeting or conference, um, you know, or it's because we've always done it or it's an annual requirement and they're not making money. They aren't engaging their customers or their members. So, you know, to just try to improve that and improve how meetings are looked on, that it's not just all fluff and fun. Oh my gosh. I love that. And you're right. There is such a, there's a spectrum, right? Of yep. people who focus on that area and, and people in companies that don't. And yep. when, when you bring someone like you in to be able to show them how to make it better, then yeah. they find that ROI. But not only is it about the ROI, but it's about, like you said, the, the engagement and, and people walking away feeling like there was a transformation that took yeah. place. There's so much that can happen with meetings when we focus on it. So I think that's fantastic. Now, were there, um, you know, any other benefits for, well, for me personally in starting my business, I loved the freedom of it. I loved being able to make my own decisions about things. Um, were there other elements that drew you to it? Oh, absolutely. You know, to be fair, I actually have worked from home for many years prior to the pandemic and everything else. Um, one of my companies I was with was hundred percent remote. Mm. So um, I've been working remote work for uh gosh, since 2012. So it's been a while. So I loved that. I wanted to continue with that. I was not looking forward to going back into an office, you know, and I think a lot of people these days can certainly relate to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just like you said, that freedom and honestly, the opportunity to be a little more creative, yeah. uh, the opportunity to really try something new and different and to help others to do the same. So, yeah, it was really, uh, I definitely had kind of a calling that this is what an excitement behind it. You know, this is what I really want to uh, move forward with. Oh, that's outstanding. And now because you did have many years of working from home prior to starting your business, what do you have a tip 
for people now who are looking to engage their workers that are deciding to stay at home, if you, you know, for our, our corporate listeners out there? I do. I do. So there's a couple things. So um, probably three things. So the first I would say is don't be afraid of video and teleconferences. Get your people on there face to face. It really is a game changer. And but you may have to do some work around it because, and I was the same way. I hated being on camera, you know, to begin with. When we first started that, it was like, oh, you know, I'd look in the in the camera, I'd like look at the hair, look at everything else. So help them, you know, work with them, give them tips on how to just avoid that and overcome that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is make time to engage personally. Don't make your, like if you're, having your weekly meeting with your team and it's remote, make time to actually talk about some personal stuff, get to know each other mm-hmm. genuinely and authentically, you know, don't be forced. We, we've all been through those, you know, forced icebreakers. Oh yeah. And then find some, find and schedule some um, virtual events for your team. There are so many, that's one of the great things that's come out of the pandemic, right? Is, um, I mean, you can even do virtual escape rooms these days and, you know, song division, music, different things you can have fun with. So, you know, invest a little bit uh, and it will go a long way. Outstanding. And since I'm picking your brain about advice, how about any advice that you have for entrepreneurs that, that are thinking about starting their own business? So I would say a few different things on that as well. The first is I took advantage a little bit. Um, there's a local resource here and there all over, which was small business development community. And it is a nonprofit that happens in Orlando to be funded by um, state government, federal government, I believe, and our local university. And they offer classes on, you know, even just finding out the difference between what's an LLC, what about an S-Corp, all that stuff, because it feels overwhelming. So they help break it down and walk you through it. Take the time to do your homework. Take the time to write out your goals, your business plan, you know, what you want to accomplish. But then the biggest thing that I had to learn is also be willing to change it. Um, (laughs) Oh, that must have been hard, right? (laughs) It is, right? I mean, it's never easy to, you know, have this vision of what you think you're going to do. And then, you know, let's face it, something like a pandemic comes along and surprise, you've got to be flexible. You've got to be resilient. Uh, You have to understand you can make changes. And even, even small things like waiting until something is perfect. And this is one of the things I'll talk about later too, I'm sure, because it'll come back when we talk about fears. Um, I would have a tendency to want to wait until something was perfect Mm -hmm. before I released it, before I put it up. And thankfully I had some great mentors and people that I could rely on and talk to. They're like, roughly right, you know, kind of use a roughly right or an 80-20 principle. If it's mostly good, you can always update it. You can change your website, you know, things like that. So um, move forward. That you got because some people get stuck. They just. Exactly. A hundred percent, you know, and you get paralyzed, but you can get paralyzed by that because there's so much to do when it's your own business too. Oh yeah. My gosh. All the hats we wear. Yes. So, you know, speaking, you brought up the pandemic, that yep. lovely pesky pandemic. <laughs> 
So specifically the meeting and events yes. industry was like basically destroyed overnight by. Yep. So how did that impact you? Oh, tremendously. Just like, you know, I don't, I really don't think there was anyone in the meetings and hospitality industry that wasn't touched by the pandemic in a significant way, because even if someone kept their job, behavior still changed drastically. What we could do still changed drastically. You know, for me, um, the first year of the pandemic, so the rest of 2020, I had to uh, cancel a few things. Um, I, it was the first full year of my business. I started in 2019, uh, summer of 19. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I was all excited and amped up because I thought, you know, I had all these contracts lined up and it looked like I was going to be able to replace my income mm -hmm. in just that first year. And I was super excited. That was beyond what I'd hoped for. And then, of course, nothing. And I mean, I think I had a couple paid speaking gigs virtually um, and a few things, but not a lot of money. And so I just focused on giving back. And that was that was my intention. And, you know, I realize I am fortunate and privileged that I was able to do that versus having to go out and find another job. Um, but it felt like the least I could do in such difficult times. 21, just like a lot of us in this industry, I was much more stressed um, and probably depressed because it was going on a lot longer than we thought it would. I also lost uh, my father at the end of 2020. And so that then just made 21 really tough for me. Mm -hmm. And it took time for me. And I have to say, it was really important for me to take that time uh, to not beat myself up on, you know, oh my goodness, why aren't you doing this or that? And to just be patient with myself and everything else. And it was helpful. And it ended up being the right thing because I did not want to be a meeting planner who was knocking on the door trying to push for sales mm -hmm. when so many other people were in such hardship too. Mm -hmm. And as luck would have it, at the end of 21, I had quite a few people refer business to me, come to me, mm -hmm. and it's made 2022 great. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, Nicole, I, I know we hadn't necessarily planned to go down this road, yeah. but since you brought up the fact that you gave back, you really focused on taking the time and giving back. And then I hear that referrals are the yeah. reason why 2022, and I'm kind of feeling like there's a connection there. Now I spend a lot of time helping businesses to find that humanity in business. And that ultimately that does come back to them when they contribute to other things. So I'm curious as to your take on that. Do you think that it applied? A hundred percent, you know, now, it wasn't just the immediate impact of giving back um, through the pandemic, because a lot of these were relationships that I had built up over years. Mm -hmm. But that's part of it, right? Because I have, I've always been a strong believer in giving back, in helping others. I, you know, I go to speak at local colleges for people who are wanting to get into meetings to make sure they understand it's not all parties and, you know, <laughs> good times. Yeah. Um, I've mentored students. I firmly believe in giving back. And that's just something I have felt for a long time. Uh, and I absolutely know without a doubt that that is part of why I have been successful in business, not just in my own business, but even when I was working for others, um, jobs that I would find out about or be referred to um, 
and ultimately get because of relationships, because of reputation. I love that. I I completely agree with you. And, uh, you know, when you're out there and you're doing good things, people want to support that. I know I'm like, let's let's let's, uh, refer something to Nicole because she's doing this great stuff. So that's fantastic. So let's go to the personal side. We talked about a little touched on the fear. We touched on the pandemic a little bit, but have you um, had any specific challenges or fears that you overcame and learned something from that our listeners might be able to get something out of as well. Yeah, I would, I hope so. I hope that, uh, I hope it's valuable to them for sure, but oh, definitely. Now, and it's funny because as I was getting ready for, you know, this podcast, I kept thinking to myself, all right, what are some of your big fears and what have you overcome? And I kept looking for these monumental things, right? Like, this, uh, like jumping out of an airplane because I was afraid of heights kind of thing. Um, But I'm fortunate in that I didn't have a phobia like that. Mm -hmm. However, I certainly had public speaking fears when I was younger um, that I had to learn to overcome because first of all, if I wanted to do public speaking, which is part of my business, uh, I had to be able to get in front of people. And that also went along with the, you know, the being on camera, being standing up in front of people. So it was the ways that I got over that was basically to do it, uh, to, to push myself into those situations and to learn from them and improve them. Uh, I also had a, a good business summit where the leader of that summit made us do like a social media video and didn't tell us we were going to then post it. <laughs> and uh, that was Shauna Sucko, which uh, I think, you know, Shauna. Yes. So, yes. And, you know, I then started forcing myself to do more social media videos. Mm-hmm. And for speaking, I spoke on things that I knew hands down about. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I was talking about topics that I was so comfortable with, the fear would be in the back of my brain. It wouldn't be present in like a big thing. And eventually after doing it enough times, you're just like, all right, this really isn't a big deal. And then I'd say one of the other areas that for me, it's still a in process uh, getting through is I've been a perfectionist all my life. And, you know, and it's funny because when we're younger, that seems like, well, that's a good thing. And later on, as you go through life, you realize, no, it's not because it holds you back from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. For me personally, um, you know, being ten- tending to be a bit of a perfectionist has also given me this big fear of failure. So then I wouldn't try something because, you know, I, I don't want to ruin my scorecard. It, there's no scorecard, but, you know, in my head, in there is. Head, sure. Correct. <laughs> So it's like, okay, so then, um, you know, and when you start your own business, you have to be willing to make mistakes and look at it that way, you know, and that was just it. I, I looked at mistakes as failures Mm -hmm. instead of as lessons and things to learn from, or um, you find ways that you, I would even start um, avoiding certain things Mm -hmm. or quitting early if I didn't think I could do it. So then Good enough. In control of stopping it as opposed to something. Ah, oh, yes, I see. Correct. Correct. So, 
And, you know, and just like any habits that we're trying to change or create, you know, you have to go small and you have to take time and give yourself a lot of grace Mm -hmm. because 40 plus years of habits aren't going to change, you know, in one week or even one year necessarily. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is a work in progress um, as far as, you know, taking the risk, not being afraid to fail and changing the thoughts of failure into I'm learning and making mistakes is a good thing as long as I learn from it. Oh my gosh, that is a fantastic takeaway. And I really hope all of you listening got, there were several nuggets right in there. That's so good. You know, give yourself that grace, um, keep working toward it, shift your focus from a failure being something really bad into if I can learn my lesson from this, I'll be able to get to where I want to go that much faster and better. Um, keep at it. Don't be hard on yourself. Oh my gosh. There was so much <laughs> Nicole. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, can if, if anyone out there is thinking, hey, you know what? I'd like to learn more about Nicole and about Build Better Meetings. Can you tell us a little bit more about how they might be able to reach you and, you know, what's the best best avenue for that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can certainly reach me by my website. Uh, you can find it under buildbettermeetings.com, which is easier to spell than Fried and Maker Consulting, although that <laughs> right. works as well. Um, <laughs> and then I believe you'll probably provide my uh, other contact information. Sure, but, sure. Uh, I'll put some links, but do you want, do you, is it okay to give them LinkedIn? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'll, give, I'll put that in there. That's a great place to that's a great place to connect. And, uh, you know, uh, heck, and I think you and I of your great content and stuff that you oh, thank you. Share. Absolutely. And I think that's what you and I, uh, shortly after uh, partnering on a talk that you did for MPI for us, yeah. uh, connected on LinkedIn and have stayed connected ever since. That's what it's all about, right? Some of these connections, you, 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 you plant the seeds now and then who absolutely. knows where it will go, right? It's the truth. It really is. And that, and that goes back to those relationships, you know, because you do not know what, where you will be in five years or where they will be in five years. You know, I happen to have a lot of connections to planners and mm-hmm. Some of them are rocking and rolling and doing an amazing job. And others are a little bit stressed out right now because it was such a rapid ramp up. Um, Do you have any suggestions for them? You know, and that's a great point, Heather, because a couple of the folks that I'm working with, uh, they're in similar situations. So um, I think you have to, first of all, you've got to set your boundaries. So especially if it's not your own business, even if it is, but especially if it's not you know, you, you can't work 12 hour days for months on end and expect to have a quality of life and to do a good job, to not burn out, to, you know, stay happy. I think one of my biggest pandemic lessons was setting our priorities and boundaries even more so. And so I would encourage everyone who is in the meetings and hospitality, first of all, to make sure you're getting balance and, you know, your life is important and work is, secondary. Mm -hmm. So there is that. The second thing, don't be afraid. And I know a lot of planners have this fear of bringing in outside help. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a fear of a consultant or someone who's going to take over a role or a job, but in all honesty, 
that should be the least of the concerns. The biggest concern should be getting the help you need for you and your team. And if another person, internal or external, can help, or if you need more bandwidth and need additional staff, you know, by all means. But it's also a good time to not keep doing meetings the way we've been doing them. Ah, here we go. Okay. So, you know, I, I think that we get into a habit of what we know, we get into a habit of what's easiest or tries to be quickest. And that may not be what's best for you, the company or the attendees. So really do take some time to figure out what you can do to change and grow the meetings in a different way. And it may be less time consuming in the long run. You may have to put in a little extra time right now, but for a much better future. Oh, you know, I really like that. That's purposeful. Yeah. And really thinking of the outcome. And, and I, I'm a fan of change. You know, not everybody's a fan of change. I'm a fan of change. So I like what you're saying. Yeah. I also like um, the advice that you gave about asking for help. Yeah. Because I, you know, I think that people get into this industry because they're hugely competent and they can wear the cape and the gold boots and they can handle yeah. so much that they forget to ask that it's, you know, it's okay to ask for help, right? It's not only okay, it's what builds some really amazing bonds and helps your outcome, your results catapult, right? It absolutely does. You can only scale up so much with your own time and energy. Mm -hmm. And and even more so, you know, it's something I think most planners have had to learn over the years. I I was absolutely guilty of, you know, like you said, that cape, I can do it all. (laughs) And, And man, you just have to be, you know what? Yeah, you can but you don't need to. And there is no gold star for doing it all. So, you know, ask for the help, scale back and set some boundaries. Love it. Fantastic advice, Nicole. Thank you. So, you know, we're coming to a close. I can't, doesn't it fly by? It absolutely flies by. We're having a good conversation when we're having some fun. So this is the point where I would love for you to share that final burning, that thing you really want everyone to leave with. You know, I think, I think at the end, it would be give yourself grace, quit being so hard on yourself. Um, I know, especially as meeting planners, I think a lot of us tend to be type A's, go, 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 do, do, do. And, you know, think we need to accomplish it all and have to work those hours. And we don't, Uh, you know, we are entitled to quality of life and happiness and prioritizing ourselves. So I would say, give yourself grace. It's also not going to be easy to get to that point right away. Like I, like I said, with my perfectionism, I can't change something I've learned over 40 plus years overnight, or even in a year. So, but give yourself grace, start small and just don't stop. I love it. That's fantastic. For those of you who are listening out there and you love the show, or if you if you know a meeting planner or someone in the hospitality industry that you think would just love this conversation, share it with them. Leave us a review. We love those as well. Nicole, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Heather. It's always a pleasure talking with you.